Content warning. This episode contains explicit language and material. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons. I'm Bobby. I'm Sam. I'm Sarah. And Sean is here. She's even though you can't hear her. <laughs> she's, she's calling in. She's stuck at home sick this week. So she is here and she'll chime in. Um, so I think Sarah's telling us the story today. It's my right? specialty. Yep. Yep. Sarah the storyteller. I always actually wanted to tell stories. So this is great. <laughs> like my dream was to write a book. And now... Do you get to write about stories that actually happened and tell us about it? Yeah. So exciting. And I've always been great at listening to things. <laughs> <laughs> you are a really good listener. It's actually what my name means. Is it really? Yeah. I had Samantha. no idea. I have no idea what Robert means. Yeah, you want to know what my name means? Princess. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> that explains a lot. I am a princess. I'm I'm looking this up. I got it now. <laughs> yeah, mine means great listener. Um, it means bright fame. Oh. Yeah, fame, bright fame. <laughs> so you were destined to be famous. That or I'm a burnout. One or the other. Huh? <laughs> Shauna's means Shauna's is just like a form of John, like a female version of John. So. Uh, Shauna means God is gracious, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> so my nickname, no meaning. <laughs> there, I have no meaning. So who do we get to hear about to, mm, today, this week? A girl named Jamie Michelle Fraley. And this one's gonna rack your brain just as much as Branson Perry's, because it's another one of just vanishing pretty much okay well i'm i'm up for it how about you smother you ready sure <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna always be re- my response what about you sean are you ready i'm gonna take that, <laughs> gonna take that as yes <laughs> i think sean is busy making pizza <laughs> yes i'm ready <laughs> it is it's like being on a newscast where you're like Waiting for it to connect to the person in the field. Shauna, how is it out there in the field? (laughs) It fucking sucks. (laughs) All right, you heard it. It fucking sucks. Straight from us to you. It fucking sucks. (laughs) All right, so Jamie Fraley was born in Gaston, North Carolina. Gaston, like, (laughs) wait a minute. I'm trying to refrain from singing the song. Like from the Disney movie. I don't think it's from the Disney movie. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that it's named after the guy in the Disney movie, but is it the same spelling? I don't know. I don't know how you spell Gaston from the Disney movie. Probably gas ton. Well, ton that's of gas. how this is spelled. Yeah, like G-A-S-T-O-N. That's how this is yeah. spelled. There's okay? a ton of gas. I'm sure there is. It's also in North Carolina. One of the most flatulent towns in the state. Oh, my goodness. So... 
She was born on March 5th, 1986. So, after me, before Samantha. Zennial. She before was... Before Bobby, too. You said 86? Yeah. Yeah. That's before both of us. It's, it's after me, people. I'm, I'm the old one here. She's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> it's way, way, way before Shauna. So, <laughs> she was born kind of a sickly baby. Her parents and doctors were actually thrilled when she made it to a year old because they didn't think she would. Aww. Was she born with some kind of deformity it or doesn't, just It's not Ill. really a deformity. It just said she was like a sickly child. And I guess, you know, we're th- talking about in the 80s when there's not like a whole lot of. So maybe like underdeveloped at birth. Right. Could be because she's also a tiny adult. She's like four foot nine. Oh, oh gosh. Like as an bitty. adult? As an adult. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she's little. Little bitty. Yeah. So, as a teenager, she was diagnosed with anxiety and bipolar depression. And because of this, she never got a driver's license. Like, she had way too much anxiety to learn to drive. Okay. She relied on friends and family to drive her around, and they didn't seem to mind. Uh, by the time she was in her early 20s, her family said her medication was working really well. And she actually started attending college part-time because she wanted to be a counselor. She wanted to help uh, people who were addicted to drugs. Okay. In 2006, Jamie started dating a guy named Ricky Simmons Jr., So she'd have been 20 years old at that point, right? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. 21? 86? No, 20. She would have been 20. 19, turning 20, 20 or already turned 20. She would have been 20. Um, So she started dating a guy named Ricky. After dating for a little bit, they got engaged and moved in together at the Copperfield Apartment Complex in Gaston. Ricky named though, after named after David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. So Ricky however was arrested in 2007 for theft and sentenced to 15 months in the state prison. So he's in jail in 2007. Jeez, what the hell did he steal? D- didn't say. On April 7th, 2008. So we're in 2008 So right she's, now. she's... 22. Gonna be 22. Yeah, about to be 22. Well, no, it's April. She was born in March, so she is she's 22. 22. She's 22. Jamie got what doctors said was the stomach flu and was seen at the emergency room around lunchtime that day. They gave her some prescriptions and sent her home. A friend of hers... Like, took the written prescriptions to the drugstore for her and brought them back to her. Later that night, between 8 and ni- eight p.m. and 10 p.m., Jamie decided she needed to go back to the hospital because the pain was way worse. She called Ricky's father, whose name is Ricky also, Ricky Dale Simmons Sr., for a ride. He only lived two doors down from Jamie and Ricky Jr. 
So he was like their next door neighbor. Okay. Okay. So Jamie and Ricky lived together. Yes. That's right. That's right. You said that already. And they were engaged. Okay. So she called Ricky's dad. He like he said he would take her back to the hospital, but he just dropped her off at the emergency room doors. He didn't actually go inside with her. Once she was inside, she found out that there was going to be a three-hour wait and tried to call Simmons back to pick her back up but he didn't answer so she called a different neighbor who came and picked her up and by all accounts she was back at her house at around midnight because she called her own mother whose name is kelly and was telling her mom how sick she was i would have just hung out there right i mean if you're in that much pain yeah wait the three hours get some help so, but she said she had a healthcare worker with the Social Security Administration picking her up in the morning to take her to a different appointment. But it never says what kind of appointment that is. Just that she was getting a ride to a different appointment that morning. That's what she's telling her mother. Okay. So Jamie called another friend at around 2 a.m. Got it. And said she was getting a ride back to the hospital because she felt the same way you guys did she should have just waited because now her pain is even worse than it was at 10 p.m she didn't tell her friend though who was taking her but did say he when the person arrived at her door like she told her friend he's here well i would assume it was senior again well i mean it's two o'clock in the morning though you never know and with juniors in jail at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. So I would assume it would probably be senior. He's the closest person. Well, at some point, she gets in the ride. The healthcare worker showed up at Jamie's house the next morning. I think it was like at 8 o'clock. And she didn't answer the door. So after knocking for a while, that person leaves okay her mother oh sorry her mother's name is kim not kelly kim called the police for them to do a welfare check on jamie when she wasn't answering her phone and they found the door was locked and no sign of her so the police just left like she wasn't answering the door wait did the mom like live far away why why not just drive over there and check on her herself it doesn't say that's kind of weird that is kind of weird but it doesn't say um on the 11th of april so this started on the 7th on the 11th her mom actually filed a missing person a missing persons report for jamie because when they they did go to the apartment, her and some other family members. And in the apartment, they found her purse, her keys, her ID, her wallet, and the only thing that wasn't there was her cell phone. There was no signs of a struggle, but her family noticed that this pair of shoes that she wore all the time, the shoelaces were missing out of those shoes. That's a that's a and, really odd thing to be missing. Right? Well... They had been trying to call her phone like this whole, like had been continuously calling her phone 
And on the 13th, so two days after they filed the missing persons report, her phone was found a little over a mile away from the apartment by a cable repair guy because her family was calling it and he answered it and was like, I was sitting there thinking that like, because this was in early 2000s. Dude, those phones, the batteries on those things lasted like a flipping Yeah, because month. you couldn't really do anything <laughs> on them besides call and text. It wasn't like you spent hours scanning the internet or watching movies and stuff on them. Right. It was probably one of those Nokia bricks, those indestructible phones. Probably. Yeah, that you could charge it one time and you're like, oh, well, oh. I'm good for the year. <laughs> 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 well, he answered the phone and was like, I'm just trying to fix this cable line. And I heard the phone ringing and it was just laying in the grass. It appeared like it had been thrown out of a window of a moving vehicle. Mm -hmm. Problem was police couldn't retrieve fingerprints from the phone because it looked like a lot of other people had touched this phone, like had seen it laying there and picked it up. But then just put it back where it was. So there was too many fingerprints on it, which oh. is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Right. So several calls had been made from her phone around 4.30 a.m. on April 8th, but they never connected. So no one ever answered. Did it say? So they couldn't trace them. Did they say who she was calling? No, it doesn't say. It just says she made several calls but nobody answered the phone so they couldn't trace the calls yeah i'm real curious who she was trying to call um an incoming call was made to jamie's phone at 5 a.m but police also could not determine who it was from so don't know if it was the person she tried to call at 4 30 calling back they have no idea so from the very beginning police looked at Ricky Simmons Jr., so her fiance, but quickly he was ruled out because he's still in he's prison. In jail. He's right. still in prison. It's it's sad, but he got out twenty days later. Like she had been waiting for him all this time, and he got out of prison twenty days after she disappeared. Ugh, that's terrible. Next, they shifted to his father, Ricky Senior. Since he was one of the last people to see her. Yeah, that's where I would have started looking. And he was a pretty good suspect because he had served time in prison in 1986, so the year she was born. He served time in prison for strangling his ex-girlfriend to death. And he's out of prison? Yeah, because he only got charged with manslaughter and got out in six years on good behavior. Let that sink in, people. And the shoelaces are missing. Let that sink in. Six years for strangling. Do we know the details of the strangulation? Was it by hand or with shoelaces? Or there was no any kind of ligature. So he also had served time for fraud, larceny, and several drug arrests. So he's a pretty good suspect to look at, especially since he lives two doors down from her. And was the last known person to to actually see her. Yes, she did talk to other people throughout the night after he had seen her, but still kind of suspicious. Yeah. 
He was questioned very early on in the investigation, and he refused to take the lie detector test. Mm. I mean, that seems yeah, real, that seems kind of you know, suspicious. It seems suspicious, but at the same time, everyone will tell you not to take a lie detector yeah, test. Yeah, they're unreliable at best. They're not admissible, and on top of it, it's really because of those things there's really no point in doing a lie detector test because all that does is put you in a weird position right. as if the person taking it if you fail it when it's not even a reliable thing anyway you can fail it because you freaking didn't get enough sleep or ate the wrong food because it goes by your heart rate but yes it makes him look suspicious yeah i was gonna say <laughs> doesn't change my mind pretty pretty <laughs> sus I was still totally, <laughs> I, I was waiting for somebody to say that. I was waiting for it. No. We are not in the age group to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> she. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I had to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> During their investigation of Ricky Sr., they found out something super fascinating his current ex-girlfriend was being stalked by him and he had made threats to his friends that he was going to give her the scare of a lifetime so oh, by, by following her him too, i guess so pretty much by f- the police following him and staking him out they realized Holy crap, he's stalking this girl that he's he being a total creep. Used to date. And this girl he used to date, like, lived with him. So Jamie knew her also. And she was actually the one who had brought Jamie the medicine from when she went to the emergency room the first time. Okay. So they were like close to each other. Well, the police tell this girl. Like, he's stalking you. And she's like, I was kind of wondering if something was happening because, like, somebody stole a set of car keys from me. My car's been broken into. Things have been going missing. So they told her to get a restraining order against him. And she did. And... Police would not get to finish their investigation into Ricky Dale Simmons Sr. Uh oh. Because on June 8th, 2008, his ex girlfriend got in her car and was like, Something smells really bad in here. Oh no. But then it took her like a little bit to get the courage to open the trunk of her car. Did he often, did he unalive himself in her car? He was dead in the trunk of her car because he died of an accidental heat stroke. So he was stalking her. He He was trying to hide in her trunk as part of him stalking her. Oh, he was going to kill her. He came prepared with a knife. He had a knife in the trunk. Well, you know what? Karma. And karma there, sir. (laughs) But yes. He was dead in the trunk of her car with the keys to the car that she had said were missing. That's and irony. A knife. Right. That is full on irony. I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to hide in their trunk. And then you die in the trunk 
of a heat stroke. I wonder stroke. how long he was sitting there, like, banging on her tru- like, trunk. Well, wanting- police police actually think that he was on drugs, and that's oh. why he didn't, like, think in his head to use the emergency latch, because trunks at that point had, had the emergency them. latch where you could get out of the trunk. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think to use that. And no one heard him banging and things, so they thought he may have been, like, on drugs and, like, got this idea and kind of passed away quickly once the heat kicked in. I I still think that that's our guy. A lot of people think that that's our guy. Oh, I mean, he got his, though, if that's... Yeah, but we don't... Uh, obviously, this is a missing persons. I doubt we have our answers. We do not. Because even though he remains a person of interest in Jamie's case, they have no proof to link him to it. They have never found any evidence in this case. The only other theory police have is that whoever the he was that she referred to on the phone with her friend is involved. But they have no idea how to even figure out who that is. So... That's where we're at. She went missing sometime between 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning. Police kind of thought like they pointed more towards Ricky also because they had the theory that like he wanted to get with Jamie and his son was in prison. She lived two doors down. She was like super sick, so she wouldn't have been able to really fight him off. So they thought, like, he took advantage of the situation after he, you know, had picked her up and took her to the hospital that Mm, day. Right. But as of right now, there is a reward being offered for information that will help solve Jamie's case. She's a Caucasian woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. She weighs 90 pounds and was four foot eight inches tall. Yeah, she was so tiny. Yeah, she was little. Her mom didn't even know if she actually weighed 90 pounds. And where was this? This was in Gaston County. So you can call Gaston County Police. Their number is 704-867-3321. Or you can call the North Carolina Crime Stoppers at 704-861-8000 if you have any information. Hey, remind me. Just calling back to a, a different case, where what what state was Larry Jean Bell? The Larry Jean South Bell Carolina, but he was already dead at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That was in the. That 80s. was like. Well, wouldn't he got that be something? In the nineties, he got ninety six, and this happened in two thousand and eight. Eight. Yeah. So there's nothing, and her mom has done interviews and things and trying to keep the case in the public eye. But the problem is there's like literally there's no literally evidence, no, no information e- whatsoever. Yeah. And it makes it harder, I think, because, you know, it was in the middle of the night. So it was dark. And how many people are out that late? Yeah. Anyway, in the morning. Yeah. It's a tough one. And especially with their prime suspect essentially killing himself. Accidentally. Yeah. And and I mean, even his son thought he did it to the point when he got out of prison, he went and stayed with her family really? and was like actually 
against his father and like completely for them blaming it on his dad. He believed his dad did it. Well, I mean, if the man has already strangled an ex-girlfriend and is currently stalking the other one to the point of, you know, planning to off her too. Yeah, it's really not far-fetched to think that the police kind of are right, that he just was like, she's super sick with the stomach flu, she's not going to be able to fight me back, so I can do what I want with her. And she's two doors down and she trusts me and blah, blah, blah. And And she's close friends to my ex-girlfriend that I'm not over with. Like, I'm not over. Yeah. Yeah. This dude, I I think he's good for it. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, someone out there saw something. And because I think the biggest thing is they want to know if she's alive, which could be. But I mean, at this point, I kind of doubt it. I mean, if that's the guy that she crossed paths with, then I'd say it's probably not likely. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope she is out there. Maybe she's just got some amnesia, you know? Maybe. I mean, that does happen. Right. But, I mean, from the sounds of it, she probably crossed paths with Ricky Sr., and Ricky Sr. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I, like... If that is the scenario that happened, like, it sucks for her family that they don't have her body to right. bury properly. So I think that's, like, the biggest... That's the most interesting part about it, though, is, like, they, to me, they, they don't have a, have a they, body they don't either. They have a body, no. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if it was him... Where did he put her body? Where on earth would he... If... 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 Killing her was not like a premeditated thing and was just like, oh, I'm just going to seize the opportunity. Right. Like, where the hell would he have put her to where they still have not found any remnants of her whatsoever? Yeah, I know. That was the question I had. Like, where is she? How far away was the phone from a mile mile from her apartment? Yes. In the direction of the hospital? It didn't say that. It just said a mile from her apartment. Mm. Yeah, I you know, were you thinking the same thing? Like she just decided to well, no, because she was on the phone with somebody and said he's here. Yeah, she to pick she me definitely up. said he's here, and also she left her purse behind, her ID, she, all of her clothes. Right. I was gonna, I was thinking the same thing. Like if she was sick enough, maybe she like wandered off. Like screw it, I'm gonna try to walk to the hospital. But no, that doesn't sound right. The way it sounds like it probably would have played out is that she hung up the phone, put it in her pocket, uh, whatever pocket, you know, any of her pockets, went to open the door, or just might have had it in her hand, goes to open the door, and is ambushed by either the guy that she's expecting or some other person when she's expecting person A and person B is at the door and immediately attacks her, pulls her out of the apartment, and off to... Well, Whatever. I think I think that she didn't get attacked in her apartment because there was no, no. evidence of that whatsoever. There was like no sign of. So I think that either a it was Ricky Senior who was supposed to take her back to the hospital, and so when he showed up at the door, she just walked right out with him. Or but no, there's a no s- purse or ID or anything. 
if she's planning on going to the hospital, she's going to yeah, need, ID, need ID, shoes, stuff like that. If she opens the door expecting someone and it's someone else or that I mean, yeah, someone. They could have overpowered her like, like so quick. She is tiny. They let's just say. overpowered her super quick, tied her up with her shoelaces and. Well, let's say hypothetically that it is senior here. Okay. He knocks on the door. She's on the phone. Oh, he's here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get off the phone. Goes to open the door. Still got the phone in her hand. Hey, hang on. I'm going to go get my stuff and whatever. He's there. And right. at that point, you're not going to have forced entry. You're not really going to have much of a sign of a struggle because she's already weakened from being sick and in pain. And he's a familiar face. All he has to do is snag her up, take her out to his vehicle, come back, flip the lock on the door, pull it closed, and off they go. She's in the trunk of whatever car he's driving. He drove a van. A so. uh, murder van. I know. That's... Like, what kind of van? Like, fl- it, did, it didn't say. It just said he drove a van. And that kind of became, like, a controversial thing because her friend thought she said at some... There, so there were some reports that said her friend thought she said that he, the person was in a truck. But her friend was like, I could have misheard. Like, she could have not said that at all. Like, I could just be, like making that up but then police were like well even if she said a truck she could have just bulked vans and suvs and yeah in with trucks and just called them all trucks yeah which is a pretty common thing yeah outside of like a passenger car like a you know a a corolla or something that's what you know they were like oh well did he really do it because he drives a van and her friend thought she said a truck but he drove a van, and I'm sure it wasn't a great van. Like a utility van? Yeah, probably, because he was a maintenance guy. Did they search his van? I mean, obviously he passed oh, away. they but like... searched all of his stuff, his apartment, his car. I mean... Because I'm curious. I mean, I mean he was obviously, the number one suspect, so... Obviously, her DNA, probably hair, fingerprints, all that kind of stuff is going to be in the passenger seat yeah, of the it's van. Be there all, anyway. But if there was any kind of struggle, they might find some kind of, you know, blood, even if it's, you know, she just scratched her arm getting thrown in the back of the van or something. There might be something. So that's why I'm like, did they search the van? Did they really go over this thing with a fine-tooth comb? Yeah, I have no idea, Bobby. It mm. doesn't doesn't really say. This one, it like you just that's my thing. Like, where if she's dead, where's the body? Yeah, that's like, the that's the one thing that stuck with me too. But it's, if she's alive, unless she was like put into the whole sex trade or something, why would she not ever come back home? Well, that's the- why Bobby said, you know, amnesia. You know, like be from being sick or you know. Remind me of the name of the town, please. Gaston. Because there are numerous missing person cases out there where the people had some type of accident and right. had like, you but know. But I mean, she doesn't drive. So can the stomach flu really cause like amnesia? Probably not. No. But did she really have the stomach flu? I don't know. That's what the doctor said she had was the stomach flu. And so I mean, like, could it have been something else? Like. So where it's at, I would because my theory was that maybe it took her and dumped her somewhere in the mountains, but they're all the way. It's like it's towards the eastern side of the state, so they're not 
really anywhere close to Appalachia. It probably would have been well over an hour just to get into that kind of area for, I mean, because mountains, whether it be Appalachia. it looks like from your map, it would be closer to take her to the ocean. Right. Like, it's east of Durham, North Carolina, and it's right up by the Virginia state line, so it's kind of like dead center in between Durham and, and Norfolk, Virginia, and I think either way you go, it's not going to be a short trip. Well, when okay, when did they actually start questioning him, though, I guess? Because the police didn't show up to her house, what, it was like two days later? Yeah. So I guess he technically would have had even, time. Yo, yeah, he would have had time because she was last spoken to on the 8th. They didn't even file a missing persons until the 11th. So yeah, okay. So, so he, he would have had he would have had time to get rid of her body. Whoever he is, yeah, would have had time. Because we're just speculating here. We're not. I'm going full armchair detective here, and <laughs> I, I think it was senior. He had time. He had motive. He had opportunity, and he had a a history that would put him in line with something like that happening. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. Another, that's a... It's another head scratcher, like Branson Perry. Well, yeah. I know. It's just they just up and disappear. I know. That's the craziest thing about the missing persons is they just yeah, it's almost like a literal alien abduction. Like just there one minute, gone the next. Well, yeah, that's why they're hard for me because I like that not having a resolution makes me want to get in my car and drive to wherever this is and like try to figure it out myself. Right. Because. That's just how my brain works. Like, I need a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have any information, who do you call? Not Ghostbusters. No, she gave out the information earlier. You the, did? Okay. Yeah. And then we can, like, put it on whatever, the website or the Instagram or Facebook. Ep- episode notes or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. Was there anything else on, on this case? No, I think... That's it. That's all I got. Awesome. All right. So if you like this episode or our telling of this episode, uh, hop on whatever podcast app you're using. Give us five stars. If you can leave a comment, leave a comment. Share it with your friends so they can hear our our uh, telling of the story also. And uh, if you want to suggest a case or, you know, talk to us about anything, you can email us at missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on our socials at Missing Murdered Haunted on Instagram mm-hmm. and Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Y'all got anything else? Nope. No. All right. Well, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.